Hi friends and welcome back to Nobody Knows, the self-help and career development podcast dedicated to the ones who are still trying to figure it all out in life. If this is your first time listening, I'm Juliana and I so appreciate you tuning in today. I'm a 28-year-old who has consistently felt lost and like I had always been behind as I was navigating my 20s. So I created this podcast to share my experiences and advice in hopes that we can relate to one another. We also have guests on here from time to time, you know, to spice things up with different perspectives, knowledge, and expertise of figuring it all out. Back in episode 16, I asked you to submit a story, a time, an experience when you had absolutely no idea what you were doing, to which I was going to share one submission per episode, and I've been doing that quite frequently in the past episodes, so if you're interested in hearing those submissions, I encourage you to go listen to those episodes. And the hope is that maybe a submission is in direct relation to what you're going through and a fellow listener can coach you through it or give you an alternative opinion that you might not have already considered. Through this, we can normalize not having it all figured out because there's strength in talking about the not so glamorous or hot moments of our lives. If you have a story that you'd like to submit, head over to Instagram at Nobody Knows Podcast and send me a direct message. And if you want to share but remain anonymous, just let me know and I will exclude your name when sharing. Today's submission is from Jamie. I feel like I've hit uncertainty a lot in my life, moving to a new city when I was 25 without a job or anyone to help me, ending my unhappy career at 29 and trying to find a new path. Now I'm 32 and found my dream job, but I am single and I want to meet someone. It's hard adulting, but thank goodness for social media and realizing that I am not alone. I can so relate to this. Living in your 20s, it always feels like you have like a screw loose. Nothing is ever completely all together. For example, as Jamie said, you just moved to a new city. It's like super, super exciting. You get to explore, try new things, but ultimately you're alone. The scales are never balanced and we're trying to figure out so many things and get our life together, I say in quotations, but there is always something that feels like it's missing. Everything isn't put together as we've been led on to believe that it should be. A common theme throughout my 20s was that I traveled, explored new places, I built my independence, I got the big girl career job, I lived on my own, but throughout all of that, I always had this feeling of something was missing, and that was also the same feeling that Jamie was mentioning. I felt like I hadn't found my soulmate. I had been chronically single since high school, and I had always dreamt to have a life partner, someone who I would spend the majority of my life with, but it took me honestly what felt like an eternity to find Brendan. And I'm not gonna lie to you, there were so many times when it felt really difficult to find joy and just pure satisfaction in everything that I had accomplished or everything that I had made for myself because I still hadn't found my soulmate. And I encourage you to feel those feelings because they're so valid and everyone's always like, oh, it's going to happen when it happens. Or like, don't worry about that. Like you have all of this other good things going on in your life. And like, that's totally true, but it still doesn't negate the fact that it feels incredibly shitty to be on your own, especially in a society that favors couples and those in relationships. 
But I will say just don't let those feelings consume you. I have no doubt, Jamie and anyone else who's relating to this, that you'll meet someone because if you desire something in your life, it could be literally anything like a car, a job, a person. If you have this longing, this internal knowing that that's what you're meant to experience in your life, then you will get it. I don't know when you'll get it, but you will experience that in your life. And I often reminded myself of this when I was single, when I would berate myself and be really hard on myself and be like, you're the problem as to why you're still single, like it's all your fault or like question why I was still single. I would just tell myself it's going to happen to me because I desire it and I want it. And that really helps to quiet those internal pressures that I was putting on myself. Thanks so much for submitting, Jamie. So let's hop into today's topic, shall we? Chances are you're listening to this because you like to run or you want to like to run. If you follow me on TikTok and Instagram, then you would have seen that I completed my first 10K race earlier this month. I ran the Lululemon 10K tour in Scottsdale and it was honestly such a good time. I knew I was going to have like fun and like enjoy myself, but I had way more fun than I suspected. And I'm glad that I chose somewhere that was hot, had pure sun the entire time we were there. It was flat and all around just a really enjoyable place for the longest distance that I have run to date. And you might be wondering how I even got into running in the first place. Back when I was a kid, as some of you know, I was an overachiever and I literally did anything that I could do. And that included cross country and track and field running. I was a decent runner, but at the root of those activities, I truly hated doing them. The competition aspect really scared me. I always hated the gun. The gun just scared me when you had to start. And I just never felt trained enough. I was always out of breath and I didn't feel like the strongest runner as well as I just didn't enjoy it. And since then, I never made an effort to get back into running. Cut to when I met Brendan through Instagram. I saw that he was a runner. His story in general was just very inspiring, but a large part of his content and his personal life was focused on running. So as we started dating and I saw him put in all of his dedication and time into running, I found it really admirable and I was like, whatever he's doing, I need to give it a go because I want to feel like that. Last year, Brendan and his cousin Alicia ran the Pride Run together in Toronto. It's their yearly tradition. And I went to cheer them on and I was like, if I was to ever do a race, first off, it would have to be a very, very small one, like a 5K. And two, it would have to be fun. Like, I'm not going to go out there, try something new and hate it and just like not set myself up for a good positive experience. Like, it just has to be fun in general. And I don't really think I can think of any other race that's more fun than the Pride Run. So this year I ran the Pride Race along with Alicia and Brendan and some of Brendan's other running friends. And it was so fun. I trained a little bit, not a lot, but once I finished, I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could do like a 10K. Which of course, that led me to Scottsdale and similar situation, I wanted somewhere fun and also somewhere that I didn't know too many people. Sole reason being in case I failed miserably, then I could do it alone and not have friends and family there to witness that. (laughs) My friend had mentioned that the Lululemon 10K runs were a lot of fun and that the next one was going to be in sunny Scottsdale, which Arizona has always been a place for Brendan and I that we definitely had on our bucket list or just wanted to explore or see. So I signed up and we said that we would make a trip of it. 
Then came the actual work, which was training for it. I feel like the prep work is the actual 10K. Once you get to the race day, you, one, you're like hopped up on adrenaline. So that pretty much can get you going at least halfway. You've pretty much done all of the work. Well, at least I would hope you've done majority of the work to get yourself there. But the real hardship, you know, the times you don't want to run, the times you have to run and you're hungover, the times you have to run and you haven't eaten well or you haven't fueled yourself well, the times you have to run and you haven't drank water. There's like so many things that stand in your way of training that I feel like is the real 10K. And I will say that I'm very, very lucky that I had Brendan to coach me through all of this. You know, he's run far further distances than 10k so really he has quite a bit of experience under his belt so he was able to you know give me some advice here or like take a step back and let me figure it out on my own but he was always there in case I had a question and especially during those frustrating times and I wanted to share what I learned with you all so let's get into the tips if you want to run a 10k and if you want to enjoy running an actual race Of course, a disclaimer before we get into it, I must emphasize that I am not a professional. Shocker. I'm not even experienced. Like this is literally my first 10K. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt, but this is what I wish I had known prior to starting. And this is what worked and didn't work well for me during my training. So I broke my tips up into two different categories. I have my pre-race tips, so all of your training, and then I have your actual race day tips. We'll start with pre-race. First thing you're gonna wanna do is figure out what your purpose is, or some people like to call it like, figure out your why. Why are you running a race? Whatever distance it is, even break it down further into why are you running in general? Like, are you doing it for yourself? 100% I would recommend you only do it for yourself. Don't do it for anyone else because during those really, really hard moments, it's going to be easier to quit. Figure out what's going to be your motivation during those hard moments because that that essentially is what your purpose is. Maybe you're doing it for a charity for a specific race. My purpose was I wanted to do something that was strenuous, that was physically hard, mentally hard, just a goal that I set myself. Like I said, when I finished the 5K at Pride, that thought kind of stuck with me and then I started thinking about it more. And then I was like, why don't I challenge myself to do this? I was also on my leave of absence taking a break just from life in general. So I was like, I'll have the time to focus on something that is just me, myself, and I working towards this this goal. Tip number two is to go slow. You're gonna see this on any runner's tips on what to do when you're running it doesn't matter what distance if you're just starting out go slow even if you're not even if you're like you're pretty seasoned but you're working towards a longer distance I would say like go slow like it's easier to run longer when you are going slower and particularly for me because I was such a new runner it helps get your body into the cadence of running Running on pavement or like outdoors, it can be extremely hard on your joints. So I would totally just recommend going slow. And that also is going to help you stick with it. Like if you go super, super fast the first two to three days that you start running, chances are you're going to burn yourself out and then it's not going to be enjoyable anymore. And then you're going to want to quit. So if you just go slower, you'll last longer, which ties into my tip number three. You're a runner from day one. 
simply because you run no matter the pace. So like I said, going slow, you can call yourself a runner because you are running. I hate it when people are like, oh, I'm not a runner because I I don't do professional races or I'm not a runner because I don't do long distance or I'm not a runner because I don't run outside. I don't know. You could twist and turn it however you like, but you're a runner simply because you are in the act of running and that's incredible and you need to remind yourself that for those times when you are going slower or for the times when maybe you've given up on yourself that day. You're still a runner. Number four is have a plan to follow. Now, me being the type of person that I am, I'm just type A to begin with. So of course, I'm going to go into this with a plan, but maybe you're not. Maybe you're like more of go with the flow. I would highly recommend getting a plan. For me, it helped me reset every Monday of each week, every start of the the week, because I was like, okay, what am I doing this week? And I was able to check off each day that I had done. It just gave me routine without all the mental labor, as well as it acted as a visual reminder that I'm working towards a goal. I really like checking things off. It just felt super satisfying, especially when you get into like weeks four, five, six, that's like the middle work and it can be really grueling. It can be really monotonous. It can be so boring. So just having a check mark or a visual representation of what you're working towards can really help. Number five was make it fun. And I already knew I was going to have fun. Aside from like sticking to my plan and making sure that I tried to show up the best that I could, and my main goal was to have fun during the training and on race day. So I have a few examples of how you can make it fun. I think one of the first things I did was make a running playlist and I asked other people. I went on TikTok. I googled YouTube different songs. I just like added up all of these boppy, fantastic type songs and just added them to my running playlist and then listened to that as I was training and I looked forward to running because I got to listen to the music that I loved best. The second thing that I did to make it fun was I think I bought a race outfit, maybe the second or third week into my training. I love fashion, makeup, skincare. And so that acted as my motivation too. I was like, I can't wait to wear this outfit on the race day and just envisioning me taking my pictures and everything after I finished the race. That was something that kept me going. It was fun. And then on race day, of course I had fun. I was in my cute little outfit. And then a third thing that you can do to make it fun is have a running buddy. Now I have a funny story. Brendan and I went out a few times to run together and it didn't end super well. He is very go with the flow type of guy. And like, you know, I am not. And there were many times where he would try to switch up our running plan that day and be like, go longer or go a different route. And I was just not having any of it. To say the least, some of those runs didn't end great, but you might like running with a buddy. Personally, I used the running time as my own individual Juliana time one-on-one where I could just go whatever way I wanted, stop when I wanted to, I was in control. You might like someone to keep you accountable, might like someone to talk to. Having a running buddy might be fun for you. The sixth pre-race tip, I sort of alluded to this earlier, was go into training with zero expectations of yourself in the very, very beginning. It's kind of hard to do that because you're starting your goal. You're starting to work towards your goal. So you're going to have all of these expectations of yourself to make sure that you hold yourself accountable to ensure that you achieve A, B, and C to get to your main goal. Just start. Try to take the mental labor out of it. Just do it. Just go for a run. Go slow. See how it feels. Maybe do a little journaling, take note of it, mental notes, and then keep doing that. And like, I would say do that for the first week, two weeks, and then start to set some expectations because then you know the groundwork, you know the, what your baseline level is. 
The seventh and final pre-race tip is the days you really don't want to go are when you're going to surprise yourself. Now, this is a take on another saying that I absolutely hate, and that take is the days you don't want to go are when you need to go, and I hate that because it's kind of like a really harsh, unforgiving viewpoint or like internal dialogue that you have with yourself. First off, you're in this mindset of you don't want to go running, but then you're telling yourself, oh, well, if you don't go running, you're not giving yourself what you need. Like that's kind of like counterintuitive, right? So I sort of reframed it and I was like, okay, I don't want to go, but I've been here before and I've surprised myself. There was one time in my training that I did not want to go and I ran the furthest distance that I had in all of my training. And that was because I had no expectations of myself and I just went and I went slow. If you're feeling like that because you're gonna in your training, just say to yourself, you know, I actually might surprise myself today. Am I interested to see how that goes? Now let's get into the race day tips. So we're here. We've made it. You've done all of the work to get yourself to the big race day. First thing, again, slow the heck down at the start. Don't get swept up by all of the corrals and everyone's squished together because it's going to be tight in there. You're going to be packed like sardines. Honestly, let people pass you. That's what I did. So I got in there. I don't even think I was in my right corral because it was so crammed. It was like honestly like a one-way road where we were, I think 8,000 of us were like shoved into a nightmare. But I took off and I started running, obviously. (laughs) And people were passing me. And I said to myself, Jay, just go a little bit slower go slow because you want to like set the pace and you want you would rather have more steam at the end than you would in the beginning don't burn yourself out so I went slow people passed me that's totally fine and I set my own pace and that proved to be super super successful because then on the end half of my race I was the one that was passing other people the second race day tip is your pace breakdown so like I said I started off really slow and I'm gonna actually gonna break it down how I did it per kilometer. For the first to the fourth kilometer, I started slower than my race pace. I think my race pace, all throughout my training, I felt really comfortable at a six minute and 30 second kilometer. I think I'm getting that terminology correct. See, I told you I'm very inexperienced. Um, but yes, I think I felt comfortable running at a 6.30 pace. And then by my race day, I think I felt a little bit more confident running at a 6.15 minute per kilometer first kilometer to the fourth kilometer, I ran about like a 6.30. Then for my fourth to seventh kilometer, I bumped it up to a 6.15. And then for seven to the finish, I just pushed it. I think it was closer to like five minutes, 50 seconds per kilometer, something along those lines. But I honestly can't even remember looking at my watch. I just like kept pushing it and gave everything I had till the end. And I feel like that really worked out because everyone's so excited at the beginning. Like I said, people were running past me. It was just chaos, but just retain your energy, keep it, get a little faster, get up to your typical race pace, and then just freaking floor it for the last three kilometers. And I really liked that. I felt comfortable. It felt good. It felt a little bit hard, but it still felt manageable. Number three race day tip is have fun. Like, duh, that's kind of like a given, but soak it all up. I remember talking to my therapist, who is also a runner, right before I was going, and she said to me, you know, you just need to enjoy it. You need to soak it all up. It's going to go by so fast. Like, really, my goal was to run it within an hour, 
you have an hour. Just look at all the things around you. How does it feel? Think about all of your training to today. Just be, just soak it up, bask in that hard work. Number four, race day tip. While you're soaking it up and while you're just enjoying the moment and the experience, it's also going to really suck. <laughs> like there was just one part. I think it was two kilometers. I think it was probably kilometer six to like seven or maybe five to seven. That really just absolutely sucked. And I don't know if it was because it was the middle of the race or I was also running along this massive stretch of road that was super flat and there was no one there to cheering on, cheering us on. So it was really hard to just motivate myself because everywhere else on the route had people there cheering you on with signs. There were people doing spin classes. It was just like honestly overstimulation and then blank, nothing. Dusty road, tumbleweeds twirling by. So just keep that in mind that there is going to be a little bit of mental load internal work that you're just going to have to keep pushing yourself through. Number five for race day is pick a mantra. Mine was turtle pace equals finished race. And that sort of ties back into just go slower. Like if you are feeling tired, you want to quit, go slower, just slow down. You're still running. You're still a runner, but just go slower. That really helped me keep going. Turtle pace equals finished race. And this turtle finished her race. (laughs) And then the last race day tip is you're going to want to do it again. I had so much fun. The people were great. Obviously helped there was sun and it was flat and it was just warm, but I had a hoot and a half and I definitely want to do it again. And it's funny. So all the way up to the 10k, I was like, oh, God, I can't believe I'm running a 10K. Like, why did I decide to do this? It's such a long distance. And then I did it. And then I'm like, oh my God, 10K is such small potatoes now. Not saying that I want to do anything further than 10K, but now that I've conquered it, now that it's done, it all comes into perspective that, yeah, I achieved that. And same thing's going to go for you. Once you've completed whatever race that you're doing, you're going to be like, oh my gosh. Why did I have it in my head that that was so hard to do? Why was it so difficult? I can do it. And you're going to want to do it again. (laughs) Those are all the tips that I have for you. I would also love to hear about your running experience. Are you a newbie? Are you experienced? Do you love it? You hate it? Maybe you're a runner who has already pooped their pants because (laughs) apparently that is a collective experience shared by the running community. I cannot confirm that I have done that yet. I really hope I never do that, but maybe that's you. And if it is, I definitely want to hear about it. (laughs) Whatever it is, I want to hear your running advice. If you're listening on Spotify, comment your advice in the Q&A section of this episode. And as always, make sure you're following on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and hit the bell on Spotify to be notified of future episodes. Lastly, I would love your feedback for Nobody Knows Podcasts. And the best way to do that is either through a five-star review on either listening platform or writing to me directly on either Instagram, which is at Nobody Knows Podcast, and on TikTok, which is at Nobody Knows Podcast, followed by an underscore. I look forward to connecting with y'all. Take care of yourselves, be well, and until next time, friends. Bye. Bye.